It's 1.42 Monday morning, and we're here in the studio to talk about the Golden Globes. Green Book and Bohemian Rhapsody unexpectedly won big. So did thanking your parents and going on just a little too long. I'm Stephen Thompson. And I'm Linda Holmes. We're here to talk about this year's big winners and big surprises. We'll be right back after the break, so don't go anywhere. This message comes from NPR's sponsor, Zoom Video Communications. Video conferencing has changed the way we do business. Meet happy anytime, anywhere with Zoom. Connecting team members across the globe. Imagine seeing up to 49 people on the screen at once in digital video. Share anything, a file, a video, a photo, via desktop, laptop, tablet, or mobile. Visit zoom.us to set up your free account today. And meet happy with Zoom Video Communications. Zoom.us. Welcome back. You just met NPR Music's Stephen Thompson. Also with us in the wee hours of the morning is Glenn Weldon of the NPR Arts Desk. Hi, Glenn. Hey, Linda. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we need to talk about some big winners, as we mentioned in the intro. On the film side, they were surprises to us, I guess, and to some critics because they weren't necessarily every critic's chart toppers, but (laughs) Green Book and Bohemian Rhapsody were respectively the winners for comedy, uh, musical, and drama Uh uh, film. Uh, They did a great job this year on the Golden Globes honoring things that I have been putting off seeing. (laughs) (laughs) So I need to go to you guys. Stephen, were you surprised that uh, the Green Book won the Golden Globe? I really was. When you look at Bohemian Rhapsody, Bohemian Rhapsody was a massive worldwide hit. Green Book was not. Mm-hmm. Green Book is the type of kind of traditionally awardsy thing. It feels yeah. like it could have been nominated for Best Picture in 1989 or mm-hmm. 1996 or 2003. But it also didn't really capture the public's imagination. Bohemian Rhapsody was like the movie all my relatives asked me about over Christmas, but Green Book seemed to kind of come and go. It was really surprising to see it win the big award at the end of the night. I've been putting off watching Green Book because I feared um, it would be this sort of placid uplift, you know, kind right. of kind of very um, uh, unchallenging kind of kind of movie. And uh, uh, that speech by director Peter Farrelly, uh, which is just filled with all these kind of platitudes about how we all need to find common ground. We need to do a lot more than that. Uh, that uh, that didn't uh, reassure me at all. Yeah. All we have to do is talk and to not judge people by their differences But look for what we have in common, and we have a lot in common. We all want the same thing. We want love, we want happiness, we want to be treated equally, and that's not such a bad thing. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. He delivered it with this kind of ferocity that was like, he's like shouting peaceful things at you. Well, and he's shouting (laughs) things. It's very much what Stephen said. He's shouting things that to me are, you know, revelations of, you know, this is how they saw it back in Guess Who's Coming to Dinner times, which have come to be quite frowned upon as, as racial commentary. Glenn, you have talked about Bohemian Rhapsody were you surprised to see it win that award? I mean, I understand that Rami Malek is very popular uh, in in Hollywood, and uh, I understand this film is very popular. It's not a very good movie. It is yeah. a it is a paint by the numbers behind the music VH1 behind the music. Uh, treatment yeah. that hits all those familiar beats. The uh, performance is great and you know I'm I'm happy he won he won uh, best actor in a drama, but uh, yeah, this movie is just not 
there. There's not a lot of there there. Yeah. And I think we have to say they have had a real awkwardness around the acceptance of that award because nobody wants to talk about the credited director of the film, Brian Singer, who was fired partway through the movie. And Brian Singer, he's been accused of sexual assault. He's been accused of poor onset behavior. So you sort of have a situation where he's still the credited director of the film, but nobody wants to talk about him. Nobody wants to mention his name because they are still, you know, very much making this Oscar play. And it's extremely, I mean, awkward feels like too light of a word, but I think that's another, that's going to be another thing coming out of these awards. Yeah. And when Green Book wins, what doesn't win is A Star is Born. And I Mm -hmm. think going into this evening, A Star is Born was going to, was widely thought to clean up. And uh, so Shallow wins for best song and that's it. Yeah. That's surprising. Yeah, and I think you look over the course of the evening and it's like, wow, you know, I never expected A Star is Born actually to make a big showing. I felt that that had peaked around Toronto Mm -hmm. when Mm -hmm. I saw it and had kind of been on a little bit of a downswing since then. But the Golden Globes is where if you're going to get anything for something like Crazy Rich Asians or or, uh, something of that nature – no, that's where it'll come out. Melissa McCarthy and Can You Ever Forgive Me was one I was polling for who mm-hmm. didn't win. It's like you look at the winners and, and these awards go by so fast at the Globes that you kind of, I lose track of who's losing as yeah. these yeah. people are winning because you kind of get a parade of people across the stage and they run through the nominees so fast. Um, and they don't show clips, which makes me crazy. Clips. Yeah, because there are there's a lot to fit in. And this year they had even more to fit in because this year they introduced the Carol Burnett Award, mm-hmm. which is the TV equivalent of their longstanding Cecil B. DeMille Award for, you know, being a great film person. And the first recipient of the Carol Burnett Award was Carol Burnett, who, you know, I thought made a very, very nice speech talking about her history in, in television and also the fact that nobody would make a variety right. show like that because of the cost of the orchestra and costumes and everything. And it's funny because I was thinking while she was saying that I'm sure there are shows now that cost that much. Right. Mm-hmm. It's just that when they think variety show, mm-hmm. they think inexpensive. Right. Like it's, you know, it's scripted shows where they want to put those big budgets. So I think she's right about that. Mm-hmm. But even with that, you know, the uh, the show did move along, partly because it's a numbers game because there's so many awards to give out. Mm-hmm. But I give credit to Andy Samberg and Sandra over keeping it moving and uh, for not loading it up with montages. We had a few. We didn't have <laughs> nearly Oscar caliber, Oscar length montages. Yeah, definitely not as many. Well, no. And, and that's one of the things that we look forward to when we look forward to the Globes is they are looser and, and a little sillier. Drunker. And, 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 and oh, people always say drunker. You know, and I think the approach to the awards, particularly by Andy Samberg and Sandra Oh, was to throw a lot of kind of goodwill mm-hmm. up, up on the screen. And so who doesn't love Carol Burnett? Who doesn't enjoy Jeff Bridges doing that Jeff Bridges thing when he accepted his Cecil B. DeMille Award? I thought Sandra Oh and Andy Samberg, I thought their monologue was a little bit limp. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I like them so much. I and like... after that, I thought they were better. Yeah. I thought the right. material they did after that was better. Yeah, I think there, there, were, there were probably a certain amount of nerves going on early on. But at the same time, like, I just like watching those people Mm -hmm. on my TV. And so it had this kind of loose kind of knockabout feel to it, but it never really, for me, cohered into anything where there was like a big moment where everything came together. What I took away from it, and I wrote a little bit about this for the website and the rap that I wrote, but, and that's W-R-A-P that I wrote. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So... 
uh, is that there were a lot of really pleasant, I'm happy to see a good thing for that person because I like that person and they've been good in a million things. Patricia Clarkson, Mm -hmm. um, Patricia Arquette. Regina King. Uh, Regina Regina King King is kind of the pinnacle of that. Uh, (laughs) I was getting to her. Uh, You know, Regina King is somebody who has been so good in so Mm -hmm. many things. I always go back to her role in Jerry Maguire when she was Cuba Gooding Jr.'s wife. Yeah, she's great in Uh, that. She's so good in that, and it's such a role that could have been nothing. So I think she has always elevated everything she's ever done. And here she was winning for If Beale Street Could Talk, which is a beautiful, beautiful film that kind of didn't win anything else, um, which was really disappointing to me because I love that so much. And, you know, Green Book wound up also taking screenplay. Not in just one category of screenplay. They don't do original screenplay and adapted screenplay. So all the screenplays Mm -hmm. to choose from, they went with Green Book. Yeah. And I I think, uh, and we should say Alfonso Cuaron won Mm -hmm. as Best Director for Roma, which was also Best Foreign Language Film. And we should say, in the Globes, the foreign language films aren't eligible in Best Picture. So the Best Director <laughs> wasn't, his film wasn't eligible to be Best Picture. Right. But honestly, I don't think it was going to be anyway. I think they were always going in this direction on the film side. Uh-huh. Can we talk a little bit about the TV side? So on the TV side, to me, it was a combination of you you kind of had these two extremes, right? One is the Americans, which is kind of this much lauded, much, uh, much nominated and some awarded right. uh, show. In its final season. In right. its final season, beloved by critics, a very kind of classic, something the Emmys would do. Right. Um, and then on the other hand, you had the globesiest. <laughs> Once again, they're doing a great job of awarding the things I haven't seen yet. So it's nothing against the show. But to me, the Kaminsky method on Netflix, which I have heard is very good, but is not a has not been a big to me zeitgeist piece. Um, Michael Douglas and uh, and Alan Arkin. Alan Arkin in a in a piece created by Chuck Lorre, who is also the one of the creators of The Big Bang Theory and Two and a Half Men Mm -hmm. and a lot of for a long time, a lot of kind of really sitcom sitcom stuff. This is a very different kind of piece. And I think he was, to me, interestingly enough, one of the most emotional speeches was right. Chuck Lorre, who has had a really long career and doesn't win Emmys and doesn't win a lot of awards and doesn't get told at a boy from awards bodies. Granted, it's still the Globes, mm-hmm. but I think he was quite moved by that. Sure. And Michael Douglas won Best Lead Actor in a comedy, comedy. For, mm-hmm. uh, for that show. And it was the first award given. And the only thing about that was that it came right after Sandra Oh gave a very... Uh, impassioned and eloquent, and uh, I thought moving mini little speech about uh, diversity and how mm-hmm. this could this is this is I'm looking out at the audience and uh, I'm here I'm grateful to be here with a moment of change. I said yes to the fear of being on this stage tonight because because I wanted to be here to look out into this audience and witness this moment of change. And I'm not fooling myself. I'm not fooling myself. Next year could be different, it probably will be, but right now, this moment is real. Trust me, it is real. And then it's like, here's Michael Douglas, old Hollywood. (laughs) Right, sure. Well, and I think that's, you know, I think it, it is true that you saw over the course of 2018, a better mix of, of films, more interesting kind of stories of different kinds of people. I do think that really happened mm-hmm. um, more on screen than off, actually. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you still come around to 
um, something like the Kaminsky Method. And it's as I said, it's nothing against the show, which I haven't even seen. It's just, <laughs> you know, I think it's less, uh, it's more uncommon for Chuck Lorre maybe than it is for television. But let's talk a little bit about... Um, were you, was there anything that made you particularly, other than the things that we've already talked about, were there things that made you particularly happy? I was uh, distressed when The Favorite didn't win for comedy. I was delighted when Olivia Coleman won for Best Actress in a comedy. Yeah. Uh, starting her speech the way all speeches should start. Cool, blimey. Yeah. And going from there. She was just so charming. And she is not. I was surprised to find that she hasn't really been widely awarded for all the great things she's done over the years. So yeah. this was great. And she was charming. Speaking of the women of the favorite, I think we should go back to a moment in the monologue when Sandra Oh was talking about Crazy Rich Asians. It is the first studio film with an Asian-American lead since Ghost in the Shell and Aloha. <laughs> In case you couldn't hear that, that was uh, Emma Stone yelling. <laughs> star of I'm, Aloha. Star of Aloha yelling, I'm sorry, after the mention of Aloha, in which she played a woman who was part Native Hawaiian. Right. It was interesting to see that she's come around to the point where they're comfortable making that joke in her presence and she feels comfortable being a good sport about it. being a good sport about it which hopefully i mean the point is have you learned not to do it again (laughs) but um it was an interesting moment and and at least kind of surprising i was also really happy to see sandra oh actually win best actress Mm -hmm. in a a tv drama for killing eve which is such a terrific show in which she is so so very good i didn't necessarily have a whole lot of other moments where there was some winner i was incredibly excited that's because you haven't seen spider-man into the Spider-Verse yet. Yeah. You were I, that was so good. I mean, I was surprised actually because it was among there's Incredibles 2 and all a bunch of all Wreck-It these Ralph and, Wreck-It Ralph, yeah. all these other big sequels actually. So yeah. maybe the fact that it is new and fresh and so damn good. That yeah. was that was good to see. Well, and actually Mahershala Ali won for his role in Green Book. Mm-hmm. Um, and even though I have nothing to say about his performance in Green Book, he's fine. He's it? in Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse along with a lot of other wonderful people. And so I just took that as an award for his role (laughs) in Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, and then I found it completely delightful. And a couple memorable uh, speeches, I feel like we should mention. One is Christian Bale, who won for playing Dick Cheney in Vice, Mm -hmm. who uh, thanked a very unlikely inspiration. Thank you to uh, Satan for giving me inspiration on how to play this role. So that was uh, that was thanking Satan, yeah. and then uh, surprised me that guy. Yeah, yeah Satan me. one, Gersh agency zero. <laughs> <laughs> well, and also that's his accent, yeah. <laughs> uh, which people sometimes forget. Also, Glenn Close won for the wife, an award that a lot of people thought Lady Gaga was going to mm-hmm. win. Uh, but Glenn Close to me always bet on Glenn Close. I yeah. mean, you know, I mean, she uh, got up there with her, uh, uh, you know, tearing, and I thought, okay, well, here, well, here, here we go again. But yeah. she actually turned it around. No, she was great. She, she was really great. her speech was about the importance of uh, women in particular pursuing what they want to do, being in charge of their own lives. Take it away, Glenn Close. I feel what I've learned through this whole experience is that, you know, women, we're, we're nurturers. That, that's what's expected of us. We have our children. We have our husbands, if we're lucky enough, and our partners, whoever. But we have to find personal fulfillment. We have to fill our, you know, follow our dreams. We have to say, I can do that, and I should be allowed to do that. So So that's Glenn Close giving you some good thoughts. So as we wrap up here, 
let's keep in mind uh, these things are A, an award show, always kind of goofy, and B, they're the Globes. Yeah. And it's there's something like 90-ish members of the Hollywood Foreign Press Association as opposed to 8,000, 7,000 to 8,000 members of the Academy voting for the Academy Awards. That's right. So the Globes are just the Globes. Not to be taken too much to heart. Mm-hmm. And yet it was a lot of fun watching the Globes with you guys as we close in here on 2 o'clock in the morning. I couldn't be happier to have spent this time with you. That brings us to the end of our show. We will link to my analysis of the Uh, ceremony as well as the full list of winners on the show page so if you find the show notes you'll find those links we will be back here on friday and in the meantime if you want to hear more from us what we think you should do with your weekend and what's making us happy subscribe to our newsletter you can do that at npr.org slash pop culture newsletter we will see you all right back here on friday hey it's guy raz here and on the next how i built this how two women with no background in fitness set up some stationary bikes, dimmed the lights, boosted the music, and created a cult following in a multi-million dollar business called SoulCycle. You can find How I Built This wherever you listen to podcasts.